Howdy ho, welcome to our podcast, Dirty King Bassa, episode six. Six already. Six, we're flying through these, flying aren't through we? Flying through these. Yeah. We'll soon be hundred. How will. If we're not dead by then. <laughs> Go on then. Get comfortable. I'm comfy, I'm going to turn this eating off. Right, shall we kick off? That's a good idea, it's quiet now. Shall we kick off with a little story from somebody else? Because that makes our work Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Now... This one doesn't need to remain anonymous. He sent it to me, right? He's not even acknowledged you. It's my mate Matthew. Good lad, I like Matthew. Hi Ben. That's it. No Tony. It's alright. He's what? not on my Christmas card. Right, hang on, hang on. Podcast. I'm interrupting my story here, but I've listened to other podcasts. And they have staff. Staff? They have staff. Do they? Right. What do you mean they have staff? Right. I jotted it down. Let me find my note. Who has staff? Right, hang on. Hang We're on. in a shed. There's no room for staff. Where would we put them? Do they have like big men with ostrich feather fans? Or what are we doing with my staff here? Come back to you, Matthew. Bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> editor. There's an editor. That's me. That's you. That's me. So right? you're the editor. I'm an editor, right? Producer. That's you. You're, you're producer. Right. Tea boy. That's you. Or in you, our case, you, coffee. You make right? coffee. That's you. Yeah. So. What, start, I, what am I? <laughs> I started to think. You need to earn your bloody keep here. I do. Go on. I am king. <laughs> I am king. I am your king. <laughs> Go get us a coffee, peasant. You managed to screw up last one by turning eater on at end of podcast. I managed to screw this one up by turning it off at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So, good podcast have staff. Right. And that might be the key. Maybe we aren't We're a good not podcast. a good podcast. Yeah. Somebody says to me, "You need a jingle." We don't need. It. We've got. We've got. Well, we've, got a, we've got our sheep. That tells me we've got. That Dorothy. he didn't even listen four seconds. He to hasn't. He hasn't has because no. we've we've got a jingle and it's Dorothy the sheep. Because I countered him and said, "Well, we actually need listeners as well." I, actually, do you know what? I need to take Dorothy back up to North Aurum, don't I? <laughs> Before they notice <laughs> yeah, she's I'm missing. Back of your car. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. other the good good start again. Good pot cod the. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> I don't think we need to edit this out. I think it's funny that you've forgotten how to talk. What well, we're in that coffee? Good podcast. There we got it out. I don't know why I said it because we're not it. Have content, humour, wit, and entertainment, equipment, and a budget. Right? I jotted oh, that down. Do they? Yeah. We haven't got a budget. We've got equipment. We've got a bit of equipment. We've, we've got a whole microphone. That's good. Entertainment. It's entertained me. I've enjoyed it. I don't. I'm not. I don't care whether anybody else does. Um, so yeah, that maybe we'll never be a good podcast. We're told by two people they like the bar. Well, everybody but likes so, the bar. It's a shame they're all shut. Yeah, yeah. So Dorothy's got a job. Dorothy's got a job. She does more but than you at this. Apparently, Tony's redundant. <laughs> oh well. And and a plug I have to say to Jackson Lake, who is the the, the lad who let me pinch his his bit of yeah. guitar intro there what, for us. What a nice so, lad. Saved us infringing anyone's copyright. And I don't even remember if I said this on podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. I've got respect for the lad. He had a a reasonably well-paying job, and he fucking hated it. So he left to do what his dream was, yeah. to be a musician and make music and albums, and he did it. And I'm going to take my hat off to him for somebody just following their art. It was beautiful Good to watch, him. and he's a nice lad. So I, I wish him all the best, and you know what? More people should do that. I'm very fortunate... I've all I've never had a job I hated. I've always enjoyed my work, and and I think that's a big part of life. If you can get that right, you yeah, know, yeah. it's 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 important. You know, I, I'm I'm never going to be somebody who's um, getting home from work. Well, obviously because I live above my shop, but I'm never going to be someone who gets home from work and is depressed because he's had a shitty work day. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm lucky like that, and I realise how lucky I am. You know, so that but, you, you know, know, fair play. Uh, big respect to Jack Jackson Lake. Look him up on Spotify. Jackson Lake he's... sounds like a place in Florida. It does, doesn't it? He yeah. makes country music. Uh, oh, so we he's... listen to both kinds of music here, Con- <laughs> country and western. <laughs> so you might like that. So there we go. Anyway, let's. Sorry, Matthew. I'm going to come back to your story now. Hi, I'm, Ben. I'm... Ben, that's me. Yeah. Right. Editor, producer, T boy, runner. Thought I would share you a little story about a discovery I made at a hotel I frequented whilst working away. As I currently work as a mobile service engineer, I travel to both ends of the UK and spend a lot of time staying 
at an array of different hotels. Well, Matthew, if I were your boss, I'd make you sleep in van. <laughs> From the luxury of the Carnoustie Golf Resort in Scotland to sleeping on bunk beds in a pub in Dingwall. However, despite staying in a few choice establishments, nothing quite compared to what I came across at one particular hotel I stayed at whilst training in Birmingham. I'd only been in my job for about six months and was in Birmingham doing some product training. As the day wore on, I realised I needed to book a hotel. So I put in my location and up popped a selection of hotels to choose from. Being a Yorkshireman, I opted for the £30 a night B&B on the banks of the Birmingham Waterway. Sounds good to me. Also, it was next to the training centre. At the end of the day, I left with everyone else who had opted not to stay at the same hotel despite its location. Unbeknown to me, the place I was staying at had a bit of a reputation, if you know what I mean. We don't know what it means yet, do we? I have an idea. <laughs> I'm a man of the world. It might be a place <laughs> that rents rooms by the hour, maybe. Yeah, possibly. I checked in as normal and went to my room. And they started the time I go. As you can imagine, it was what you'd expect. Dirty carpet, covered in stains, heating that didn't work, but the aircon did, and a shower that was constantly scalding hot. Better than being cold. Yeah, sleeping shower. After making myself comfortable, I went to the restaurant for a fine meal of steak and chips. It was only when I started to look around and I noticed a room full of older gentlemen, and let's say, younger men. <laughs> so this is in training Matthew would have looked like one of those younger men at this point so shall we see if he gets approached <laughs> shall we see if he gets bummed <laughs> <laughs> how fucking childish are we really <laughs> that's me I quickly ate my tea and exited the bar and headed back to my room now, one thing I always do when I stay at a hotel is to pull back the sheets and make the necessary checks, clean the cups and spoons. But what I've never done before is check the kettle before making a brew. In this hotel, the taps in the bathroom were the large mixer type, so there was no way the nozzle of the kettle would fit under. Therefore, I had to take the lid off in order to fill it up. Or fill the cup. Come on, mate, problem solving. What I came across changed the way I make a brew in every hotel I stay at now. <laughs> Your face is a picture. <laughs> Floating in some already stale water was a bright used condom neatly tied at the end. Oh, a jellyfish. <laughs> Why have they put it in kettle? Maybe they've tried flushing it a first bright, and it won't go. A bright... Was it a luminous French tickler? <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't have a cup of tea or coffee that night. I gently took myself off to bed, fully closed, I must add, slept there on top of the sheets until the following day. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so given the, uh, the clientele down at dinner, that hotel's not only full of jizz, it's been up somebody's bum. Well, Obviously the next morning I took the kettle to the reception and showed them what I'd found. I wasn't surprised that they weren't shocked by what they said. <laughs> A regular occurrence. Oh, it's Not that. Another. It's the, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Dirty Kimbasses. Jesus Christ. Somebody, though, probably gets off on thinking that someone's drinking his condom juice. Melted rubber jizz condom coffee. This, nice. this tea tastes a bit funny. You, <laughs> never, you never get a good brew, do you, when you go, some, you go to another part of the world? Right, because, I mean, we're lucky around here. We've got Yorkshire water. Comes soft water off the Pennines... There's Yorkshire water and there's incorrect. Yeah, there's, you know? and, and we have Yorkshire tea. And whenever you go anywhere else, you know, I mean, to be honest, you go to East Yorkshire and it's shit. Yeah, you know, um, South Yorkshire, shit. You got to be in West or North Yorkshire for good brew, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Anywhere else in the world makes a shit cup of tea. Similarly, and it's because probably they've got condoms in the kettles. <laughs> Similarly, outside of Halifax, shit fish and chips. You know. I'll be honest, do you know what? People rave about, oh, let's go to the seaside for fish no, and chips. Worst. It's not as good as Halifax. No, worst fish and chips. Yes. I don't get why that's uh, seaside. Anyway, sorry, Matthew, we'll get go to on, your free story yeah. eventually. They apologise and offer me free accommodation. <laughs> Where? With two kettles. At yeah. any of their other hotels, as well as a free mail. Mail. Meal. Meal. <laughs> free mail. Yeah. As this was the only compensation available, I accepted it and went about my day. You get a free meal, Matthew, but you've got to like cock pie. 
That afternoon, I checked my phone and found that I had a missed call and voicemail from the offending hotel. And listening to the message, I was informed by a senior member of management that the receptionist didn't have the authority to offer me free accommodation and meal, and the best they could do was 5% off my next visit. <laughs> and it had to be at the same place. Needless to say, I've never been back. I think you should bloody name and shame them. That's I think you should, yeah. I think you should. Anyway, hope this is okay, and it might open the door for other listeners to send theirs in. If anybody wants to know which hotel it is to avoid, I suggest you Google Cottaging, Birmingham. And what did it say? Southampton? No, uh, Birmingham Waterway or something, wasn't yes. it? Let me go scroll back. Actually, to be fair, I don't know if you know this, but everywhere in Birmingham's near a waterway because there are more canals in Birmingham than there are in Venice. Is that right? Well, it's a big intersecting junction from the Industrial Revolution, isn't it? So, it'll be easy to find. It's in Birmingham, next to Waterway, near a training centre, and it, it's full of old men and young boys. Yeah. With condoms in kettles. Narrow it down a bit. Yeah. So thanks for that, Matthew. It's nice to get a uh, embarrassment. So we d- what else. we don't know is if anybody approached him. He didn't confess to that, he did, did he? Did he? I mean, he, he, did s- he did sleep alone, he, though, didn't he? So he Sounds says. like so it. So he says. So, yeah. So yeah, cheers for that, Matthew. That was a good yeah. do. I, I do. People. Are people weird? What the fuck is wrong? Who, who, what's last, going through your mind putting Last that in episode there? we had Tractor Fuck Boy and now we've got Kettle Condom Boy. What's going on here? Oh, set of dirty kimbasses. Yeah, mankind. I have another question for you this uh, this podcast. Alright. After your cutlery savagery. I, I'm not a savage. Luddite. Just, I'm not a Luddite. Right. Apparently. I'm a bit of a Luddite. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. About half of people sit to wipe their ass, and other half stand. And I say apparently because you don't stand there and watch somebody wipe their ass. So half of these people right. are unaware of the other half doing this. My my I'm a, my I'm a bottom, sitter, right? My, I'm going to say I'm a sitter. I, I'm going to my my bottom was once very muscular. Give us a squeeze. Quite Let's athletic. Check it out. You could crack walnuts with my ass cheeks. You know, it's not now. It's evaporated. I don't even know where <laughs> it's gone. I don't. I don't even have. Fat I don't even away. have buttocks. I just have legs now. I look. I look like a badly drawn cartoon character. I, I don't know when this happened, but it, it crept up on me overnight. And one day, I just woke up, and I'm now not the Adonis I used to be. I would say I always sit, and the reason is if I stand up, my bum cheeks go close, to, and, and then you're gonna like. Well, that's make what it puzzles mess. me with it. So, surely, how surely, would... sit while your your buttocks are spread. You know. You're listening, Matthew. Judging by the establishments Matthew's gone to, he likes spread buttocks. But, um, yeah, so that's that. And, and, but do you know what got me? There was an advert on the television, well, you probably remember it, about toilet paper. And it like it like, asked the question, do you fold or do you scrunch? Who's scrunching? Who the fuck scrunches? You know, do you remember that? I, I don't know which no, brand I, I it was I don't remember that. I'm just saying but, straight to who the fuck scrunches. Yeah. Like, now, I fold. As you should. Ec- well, economical as well. I don't. <laughs> Especially with bog roll shortages we've had with all bloody lunatics around. I'm in Yorkshire. I tear them into quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I have the kids sat by candlelight cutting them into one inch squares. <laughs> but yeah, so, who on earth scrunches? Yeah, so from. from you know, to then shove it up their ass. Are they stippling it away? You know, I tell you who scrunches, <laughs> the kind of person that leaves a fucking used condom in a kettle. That's who bloody scrunches. Weirdos. So from two sitting but, folders, who the fuck is right, standing yeah, and stippling? And, cr- and scrunching. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, who on earth, at a toilet paper manufacturer, goes into the board mic meeting and says... I've had this ace idea for an advert. Let's start this worldwide debate about scrunching and folding. Oh, by the way, scrunching's not actually a thing. It's only me that does it. You know. I'll yeah. tell you what they've been doing. They've been watching a decorating program. These shit decorating programs. When you go, I, I ain't got enough paint to finish that wall. I'll stipple it. So I only use 20% of paint. And then they've gone, I could do that to me ass. I don't watch shit decorating programs. <laughs> I watched a programme once and they were selling houses. And apparently, what you got to do to sell an house... I'll paint it white. Paint it magnolia, apparently. Yeah. got to paint it all... Everything's got to be... And then people get a blank canvas. Yeah, yeah. You know... My granddad used to rant about that. And he says... <coughs> Old modern houses, just painted white. He said, they all look like bloody VD clinics. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Love it. Venereal, venereal disease. Venereal, venereal disease. disease, yeah. Beautiful. I believe, I believe, we've been researching my family history and my great, great, great grandfather died of syphilis. Right. Probably brought, brought back from First World War. I don't know how he got it. But I can tell you how he got it. Well, <laughs> or where he got it from, is the. But yeah, apparently so. Right. Dirty King Bassa. <laughs> Little tinker. Do you want to read out Jeff's story? Go on then. Let's have a read of Jeff's story. Right. Professional, hang on. Hang Jeff, on. Jeff's a mate of mine, a lovely fella. He's, he's a barfly um, in a pub I frequent. I don't know if he said keep it anonymous, but it's Jeff. So Jeff. There's plenty of Jeffs. There we go. Okay, Jeff. Thanks for sending this in. Hi, chaps. This is Jeff. I know Tony from the Flying Horse in Rochdale and other premium drinking establishments. We're going to be getting a reputation here as a, as a bar. Does he know you okay. or does he just know that public face that you put out? No, he knows me. <laughs> okay. he, he knows me, don't he? He's a good lad. One of the best is Jeff. I've been enjoying your podcasts. And so he's a liar, this... right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> although this doesn't include explosive bowel movements, perhaps you'll be able to use it. I grew up in inner city Manchester. 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 Is it Trafford Centre? Madfany, Kokokachoo. <laughs> and when I was young, my family was not particularly well off. This is the story of just one of the events that took place. In around 1978, my dad came home with a washing machine. Wow. No more trips to the laundrette for us. Oh no. A brand new hot point washing machine in its box was ours to use. Fantastic, and in those days, Hot Point were British, weren't they? Made in England. A lot of things were made in England. Not, then, not they? made in Turkey like they are now, or whatever. Made in Oak. Yeah. With a flourish of his plumbing spanner, my father plumbed in the washing machine. It was filled with dirty clothes, and the requisite amount of Omo, 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 yeah, was poured into the little drawer at the top. Is that around? I don't think I've, I've seen that for no. donkey's years. But apparently, going back to the old days of army barracks, going back to like the 50s and 60s, if a army wife put the Omo box in the window, it signified that the old man was out and she was up for uh, some okay. rumpy pumpy. Okay. Mm, apparently so. Just something I've heard. Is that when window cleaner pops around? Mm. Usual. Yeah, no, no, I'll pay yeah. you this week. So, a suitable amount of Omo was poured into the little drawer at the top. The wash was selected and the on button was pressed. We all stood watching. Me, Mum, Dad and my little brother. Technological marvel of 78. To be honest, have you never seen one before? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, top loaders were a thing before that, weren't they? Yeah, well, I bet they had top loaders at Laundrette. Yeah. Well, you don't do it, yeah. We made sounds of wonder as it filled with water. There was an audible gasp as the drum <gasps> leapt into life, moving back and forth, agitating Ooh. the soap and water into ah. a foam. My mother clasped her hands to her chest in glee as the machine started to wash in earnest. There's only so long that an entire family can stand watching a washing machine, and before long my dad pulled us all away to the television to watch the latest episode of Get Some In, which he maintained was exactly what the RAF had been like when he was a lad. I don't even remember get some in. I we, we actually my time, we are, well, You've got to bear in mind, I was only born in 1976, so at this time, Jeff's much older. How old's Jeff? Uh, older than me. I don't know. It must be ten years on you at least to, to, to go with this. Yeah. Because I, he's a kid here, isn't he? So, I, I, would yeah, say, yeah. I would say he's probably yeah, older than me. 55-ish. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. I don't know. As we watched the antics of Tony Selby and his crew of Irks, we could hear the faint sounds of our new miracle machine from the kitchen as the end titles begin to run the sound from the kitchen changed and something new was heard a low whirring sound that became higher in pitch the machine was going into its spin cycle nice. no we all more, ran back no more creel get rid of that creel we don't need that anymore we've got a spin dryer i still have a creel <laughs> We all ran back into the kitchen in time to see the drum achieve its maximum velocity. At which point the entire washing machine began to leap up and down, pogoing in the manner of a punk rocker that we'd seen on the television. Punk rockers, eh? Yeah, punk rockers. Pogoing. That's good, right? He's got away with words, uh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's nicely written. An eloquent, well done, Jeff. eloquent man. 
With each leap, the machine moved a few inches across the kitchen, making a noise that went ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. So it's got rhythm too. It's got rhythm. It's got a beat. Yeah. With the speed of a striking cobra, my dad hit the off switch, and once the drum revolutions had fallen below their maximum, the pogo machine stopped its pogoing. It's faulty, cried Mother. You'll have to take it back to the shop and get it replaced. My dad's eyes were looking all around the room, but rather notably they were avoid meeting my mother's. I can't really do that, he informed her, after a long and detailed examination of every other part of the kitchen. You see, it fell off the back of a lorry. My mother held a hand over her eyes for a moment. <gasps> the shame. And then removing it, she shook her head sadly and returned to her armchair in the front room to seek the solace which can only be found in a park drive. And a swig of armadillo sherry. Wasn't that rated Britain's worst sherry or something I, once? I don't know. Park Drive. I don't Park, that's a cigarette, that's, isn't it? I don't that's think it. they sell them anymore, oh, do they? Park Drive? Park Avenue, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. No, it might oh, Park, Park Drive. Park yeah, Drive, yeah. yeah. Where have I got Park Avenue from? Your no, address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Still relatively inexperienced in the ways of the grey economy. I helpfully suggested that the fall from the back of the lorry might have damaged the machine in some way. Innocence and in of so children. Doing, <laughs> and this is seventies parenting. <laughs> in so doing, I earned myself. I sorry, I earned myself an affectionate slap around the head. <laughs> Leave me, number one son," said father. For that was how he sometimes referred to me. And let me see if I can puzzle out a solution to this quandary. To cut a long story short. The plan was cunning in its simplicity. From that day forth, at the sound of the whirring signalling on approach to the spin cycle, a nominated family member would run into the kitchen and leap atop the booking beast and sit there for the duration of the spin. The ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum continued, but by using careful changes to your weight distribution, it was possible to stop the machine from ambulating across the room. Didn't they have ratchet straps in the 70s? I think I'd have melted it down. I don't know. I will even admit that as I became older, there was even a certain pleasurable aspect involved. However, I missed out on much of this because Mother, rather selflessly, insisted on doing a lot of the washing when she was the one in the house. I was going to call Jeff for her to come back there, but I think now his mother his might mom, have been. Yes. Years passed, ten of them in total, and still the machine She's sold still on. Going See, strong. Still, still lasted, didn't it? Mother's kept this yeah, going. She yeah. likes this machine now. Still, every time it went into a spin, the ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum of the poor-going hot point was heard throughout the house until one fateful day. On the day in question, my dad was sitting on the machine as it spun. A rare occurrence as he normally avoided this duty by claiming that it caused the ash to fall off his cigarette prematurely and spoiled the enjoyment of his tobacco. (laughs) This time, the machine went ba-dum-ba-dum, clang, grind, grind. With the speed of a striking sloth, for time had dulled his ninja-like reflexes, he hit the off switch. I that feeling. The family trooped into the kitchen and stood around looking at the forlorn machine like mourners at a graveside. Ah, well, said Mother fondly. Good old Monty Python again. <laughs> Where in total she must have spent many long hours sitting. I'm thinking you might have said Stroking mother. the top of the machine. We've had our money without <laughs> it. <laughs> Not necessarily, exclaimed my father. I'm going to try and fix it. (laughs) Shaking her head, my mother retired to her armchair and an armadillo. Father set about the machine with a will. Actually, with a screwdriver and a spanner. But you know what I mean. And before long, a panel had been removed from the rear of the machine, exposing an obviously broken part. A bar... (laughs) ...running the width of the machine's interior and bolted into place at each end had sheared in two in the middle and the loose ends of the bar were clanging and grinding against the drum unbolting the two parts of the bar from the interior of the machine father held them both aloft comet he said comet in failsworth a main dealer for hot point machines and carries a full range of spare parts i'll have a replacement metal bar from those lads or i'll know the reason why i know about this metal bar I don't, I don't think Jeff's dad did, did he? Running into the front room to grab his car keys, he shouted, Come on, number one, son, to the Zephyr. Oh, Zephyr. Zephyr. See, half the people now are listening going, I know about this metal bar. And other half are going, What's a Zephyr? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's a Zephyr? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, 
a wind spirit, I believe, is a Zephyr. A Zephyr? Yeah. I always I admired a Zodiac that mm. I used to walk past on my paper around. Big old cars. You're coming along to witness my victory over that machine. He's, you know, he's quite um, a charismatic man, Jeff's dad, isn't he? He's, he's a, there's something poetic about him, definitely. I'm thinking Jeff might be telling a tall story here because he's calling his father, Father. Now, anybody in Manchester in the 70s that called Father would get a good kick in at no, school. No, well, I don't know, but <laughs> I can't speak for the Manx, the Mancunians, but over here in Yorkshire, my father were father. All right. And my mother were mother. Okay. Hey up, mother. Well, just mum and dad. Were they? Uh, yeah. Maybe you were a bit posh. I don't know. Well, you see, I, I also noticed, I always looked down on people who had nanas. Nanas? Nanas. I always thought it would be, we had grandma. We had a grandma. Not a nana. In defence to this, I have a nana. Huh? Right. Does she, she need? She, <laughs> she didn't want to be called grandma because it sounded old. But that's because she had my mum at about 23 and my yeah. mum had me about 21 oh, so I used to start young, she was only they? 44 yeah, that's she it. didn't want to be a, a grandma mm. so she chose I, nana I, I've, I've heard that before as well yeah. I, I know um, one of my kids um, my kids have a nana but they also have a grandma <laughs> <laughs> grandma on my side okay. yeah. anyway come on Jeff get on with it we parked outside Comet which was upstairs above the Failsworth Morrison supermarket and as I was bade to remain in the vehicle as my father procured the replacement part, I watched as he walked in through the front door carrying the severed sections of the metal bar and I watched as he mounted the escalator and vanished from sight. Minutes passed. My father emerged from the doors bent almost double and dangerously red-faced. I rushed to his aid feeling he had been laid low by being quoted an exorbitantly high replacement (laughs) part cost. As I drew closer, I realised that what I'd taken as severe consternation was actually hysterical laughter. I slung his arm about my shoulder and helped him to the car, asking what had caused such hilarity. He was unable to answer for a while, and it was several hours later, after many false starts and lapses back into hysteria, that I managed to piece the following together. Good afternoon, sir, says the clerk behind the counter. Good afternoon. I wonder if you could help me. I'm looking for one of these, says my father, placing the broken metal bar on the counter. Why do you want one of these, asks the clerk. Are you moving house? Moving house, my father asks. Have you been sniffing marker pens? Bring me one of these bars at the double. (laughs) But sir, explains the clerk, that's a transit bracket. It's fitted inside the machine to stop the drum getting damaged in transit. I can't understand what you're doing with one, because they're normally removed once the machine's delivered to the shop. If you leave that on the machine and try to use it, then every time it spins, the whole machine goes ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum and bounces all over the room. The machine was reassembled and continued running, outliving both my parents. In 2002, I donated it to a young couple who just got their first flat, and as far as I know, it's still running to this day. I hope She'll this not is get as much pleasure out of it as his mum did. It doesn't yeah. become anymore. I hope this is of some use to you. It happened long ago, and my parents are long dead, so there's no need for anonymity. Cheers, Jeff. Fantastic story, yeah, Jeff. Thank you, mate. Yeah, yeah, nicely written as well. I noticed he mentioned that Failsworth had a Morrison supermarket. I don't think we had a supermarket around here in the 70s. The only one I can think of, early 80s, there were a Hillards in Brighouse. Do you remember that? I think the earliest one I remember is Quicksave in Elland. Yeah, and possibly. that's later. Uh, yeah, no, but there were, there were, um, there were a Hillards in Brighouse and we had to go further afield. Um, there used to be an Asda that were like underground at Birkbeck. I don't remember that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's because you're so much older than me, eleven months. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to email in your stories, dirtykimbassa@gmail.com. See if you can top Jeffs or Matthews. He's bloody Baltic in this shed today. <laughs> it's actually cold. It's actually it's actually colder than it is outside. <laughs> Just cold. Yeah. But we've only done thirty-two minutes, so well, I know we've, 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 we've no. got to keep going. I have a question for you. Oh, not like good questions. Yeah, you've got these good questions. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're trying to illustrate to the world what a luddite I am. Luddite, you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm this isn't luddite-ish, This. Go on then. Okay. You, you've been forgiven that you, now that you sit to shit and you fold. It's okay. I do fold. Yeah. You could stay. Have you ever met anybody famous? I have. Or even somebody that's not really famous. Do you know what? I I met um, Flash Gordon. A few years ago, Flash Gordon, Sam Sam J Jones, they had a comic con at Rochdale Town Hall. 
loads of like geeky people had paid money. And you. No, and <laughs> I, I didn't. I. They paid money to um, see him. Obviously, that's what he. I was make, it makes a bit of money going around. And um, there were other members of the Flash Gordon cast there. I'm just and, listening to that water running in the background. Just telling everyone, that's not Tony taking a piss while he's telling you. That's yeah. our last washing so, up. So, <laughs> they all paid. Now, I, I, I'm not a comic con attendee, but I, I rocked up going to pub nearby on my Harley. He caught a glimpse of it and made a beeline for me. And came oh, up, good effort. And so... I was there with other big, scary-looking men on motorcycles. Now he's a big guy. He towers above me. Does this fella? Right. How tall are you? I'm I'm six foot. You take right. So and this this me. guy, he's got to be nearly seven foot. He's he's and, and well built for an old chap as well because he's he's what twenty five years older than me. Eighty then. He's got to be pushing that way. <laughs> he's he's got to be he's, he's got to be. Um, I bet he's older than me dad. And we started having chat, and because all these like nerdy types were like wanting to talk to him and have the picture taken with him and stuff like that, but they they didn't come close because of these <laughs> scary, scary biker types in leather and noisy motorcycles. And he started talking to me, and he has a Harley himself, you know. And we had a little bit in common, and he, he was quite a humble man, and he was telling me, and so, so this is what you do for a living nowadays and stuff. And he says, well, actually, he says, you know what I'm doing these days? He says, I'm. I'm doing a bit for Border Patrol. Where at? Uh, well, ca- on California, right, okay, Mexico, southern, right, okay, su- southern, yeah, yeah. southern Mexico. border down that yeah, way. Yeah. And um, he said, all right, so yeah. And then I'd do these co- comic cons, it's a nice bit of fun. Now, then a film came out later and he got cameo appearances and he kind of resurrected his career a bit. Um, so after that, I think he went back to sort of films and things like that. But it was, it was quite interesting to talk to. And I, do you know what? I liked him. Good. I liked the guy. Um, there was another guy oik of a man I didn't recognise him so he says to me do you, do you want a picture taken and um, I says yeah you go. We'll, we'll have a photograph I'll you know show it to the kids they didn't know who we were no. but um, I had my picture taken and there's a little guy trying to get a photo and I says oi fuck off <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway it was only later that somebody told me who this other guy was do you remember the Blue Peter presenter Peter yeah. Duncan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Peter Duncan were in Flash Gordon, weren't he? he was one of them, like, the Prince of the Bird people or something like that. Well, I can't remember what he, what role he was, like, some kind of... Because Timothy Dalton were in it as some kind of, like, leotard-clad Robin Hood-type archer, weren't he? Brian Blessed was, like, King of the Birdmen. I'd love to have a chat. Gordon's with alive! <laughs> that guy, you know. No, no, hang on. Gordon's alive! That's the thing, yeah, yeah. And, um... <laughs> You know, there, there were a bit of crumpet in it. There were lots of there, there was some fanny in that film. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? Right, well, we, we said it. So, so but yeah. So Peter Duncan, I didn't recognise him. He's as bald as you are. Bald as a coop. Bald, it's just bald a as a coop. Back inside, you yeah, bastard. Bald as a and I didn't recognise him. Um, so well, he didn't get it photo anyway. He was, I, I'm like, I'm like, hey, fuck off, get out it shot. And he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> But we'll have it. So, sorry, sorry, Mr. Duncan. I didn't know it were you. Yeah, fuck. No, no. I, I, apparently, he's a right nice lad as well because he, he went on to do some with scouts, didn't he, Peter Duncan, and things like that for a while. He were were it chief scout. I don't or, know. I thought you were going for like an arrestable thing with scouts. No, then. no, no. no. Like, I think it, I think it was something to do with scouts and. Um, Unless my memory plays me false, but probably a decent bloke, and I'm probably I'm is. sorry for that. I just didn't know who you were. I thought you were some randomer trying to get in my picture with Flash Gordon. Mine are a bit crap. Go on then, who have you met then? Well, pretty much nobody. If I met somebody that's famous these days, I probably wouldn't recognise them because I'm quite distanced from I am. World, I am you know? as well. I think this one we're in Emmerdale. Melandra Burroughs. Oh, she fancies herself a Blondie. bit. Blondie. Yeah. And we mentioned before, I were in Boys Brigade and local production company decided it'd be a good idea to grab several local Boys Brigade groups to fill stage. Didn't she used to write for Halifax Evening Courier? Didn't she have a column in Halifax Evening Courier at one point? God knows. Uh, I haven't read a courier since I was about 13. So we were on a theatre in Halifax and it were Oliver. So there weren't a load of urchins, you know? So one of the lads at ours, and I forget his name, got the role as Oliver because we all wanted to be Oliver. Then... Was it a musical? Yeah. I ate it already. Yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) But... Everybody wanted to be Oliver, but actually, when you think about it, they were just picking the most urchin-looking kid. 
So, <laughs> actually, you you were wanting to yeah, so look your worst. If you looked like you had typhoid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you look at a sickly little thing, then you go, oh, yeah, this lad got... Uh, thing, got <laughs> bang. <laughs> got what, fat. What, what was that? That dumb dryer on that road. <laughs> we're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, uh, we did that. And we also we we got on stage, and because you're only like eight years old or something, you're jostling for position to be next to this famous person. You know what I mean? And yeah, no, I'm shitting it. <laughs> <laughs> Theatre story I mentioned before. Yeah, I once answered phone to one at Nolan Sisters. All right, but I don't know which one it is. There's about twelve of them, isn't there? Colleen. Again, yeah, Colleen. No, I, I don't know. Was there a Linda? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, there's about 12 of them. So You're a bit before my time at Nolan's, really. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I think, it, yeah, given that they were playing at Halifax Theatre, we're probably after their time. I, tell you, I, I was listening to radio the other day, and they played um, the Osmonds. And um, it were... that They were odd, odd bands, the Osmonds, because they, um, they were Mormon boys from Utah, weren't they? From Salt Lake City. Mormon boys in a boy band. Right. Right. And so this, like, 70s boy band... And they had a, a track called um, Crazy Horses. You know the one? Yeah. Crazy yeah. Horses. Yeah. That one. Yeah. 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 And, and when you think about it's it... It's a new jingle now. We're having it, that. It's, I don't think... I, don't, <laughs> I think we've been breaching copyright. But um, when you think about it, that's a heavy metal song, isn't it? it? Is, it's yeah. heavy metal sung by a 70s boy band in white suits. Mm. You know, it don't, it's not like anything else they did. No, it don't fit, does it? But... But, and yet it were a hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, are you ready for me big, me big, but most, arguably, most famous? Go on then, go on then. David Bellamy. David, David <laughs> Bellamy. David, David Bellamy, Bellamy. wow. Yeah. He did a nature talk at Westvale, at Clayhouse. Used to be at Nature Trail. And I went down with my autograph book. I got his autograph. You know, pointless. What are autographs about? No idea. And then he went to a nature walk, and I went, nah, fuck, that's a long walk, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, went, I, bet, I bet he were a nice guy. He probably was. He probably were a nice. He probably really interested if I'd have yeah. not been eight, nine year old and paid attention. So come on, and there's always a bit of one upmanship when you're a kid, isn't there? You know, so it's my mate next door. So got David Bellamy's autograph. Anyway. I want that. Oh, I didn't get an autograph. I got a photograph. <laughs> yeah, so I want that. So he grabs this book, runs off to Clayhouse Park. He's gone. <laughs> 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 Tough shit. <laughs> Brilliant. Because yeah. we always had a bit of one-upmanship, but like you know, better bike or yeah, better yeah. computer or you know, yeah. So for me to have yeah. a, a bit of ink on some paper, yeah. Or a, I, a I never, I never saw a peeler collecting autographs. Um, I've, no, I've got a friend who's really into it. He collects like. Um, and he likes to have like so he gets like autograph boxing gloves and likes oh, to have right, a photograph yeah. with them and display them and things like that. He's really into it. But to me, it's a squiggle with a marker pen. Could be anyone. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather have my photo taken. I don't know what happened to I, this I've book. not met many famous people. Although, do you know what? She used to be quite pretty, um try to remember her name. She used <laughs> wait, to be wait in Corin- a girl She, up. she in, used to be pretty. She <laughs> used to be in um Coronation Street. Um Sarah Lancashire. And I once filled that picture. And I once filled up my car at petrol station at said Moor. Right. And she were filling up her car at the um, the next pump. Yeah. And I recognised her, but didn't know why I recognised her. Like, <laughs> I didn't like to think, oh, that's you off telly. I thought, I know you're from somewhere. Did we somewhere. go to school together? Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, she's a little older than me, I think. And um, I mean, she, she were very pretty. So... I didn't know really what to say, and I just like looking at her, and I thought, I'm sure I know you from somewhere. And she looked over, saw me looking, and she smiled. So I just smiled and winked and said, hiya. <laughs> and she says, hiya. You know, and I, and I, you know. <laughs> like neighbours. <laughs> and and it, it, it were ages later when it twigged who it was, and I, I, I just didn't recognise her. Like, well, I didn't like recognise where I'd seen her from. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was like, I'm thinking like, I don't know, did you, did, did you maybe used to, Work, work on a naffy, in naffy on an army barracks, or something yeah. like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or, or in laundrette. I've just thought of another one that I used to deliver this paper. Richard Thorpe, who plays Alan Turner. In oh, Canada. well, he used to knock around in this area quite a lot, didn't he? He, did. he, had, yeah. he had Barkisland Hall for a while, That's didn't it. he? That's I don't right. know if he still does, but uh, I used to take his paper and he had these bloody big dogs that used to come running out, but they were, they were soft as shit. But they were quite a sight and quite intimidating, bounding towards you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I um, I understand that Barkisland Hall 
were also owned briefly by Sylvester Stallone, who really, really? bought it on like a whim, thinking, what a fantastic old country house yeah, this yeah. is. And then never lived in it and then sold it. It probably saw a weather forecaster went, oh, fuck. You know, like never lived in it and sold it or something like that. I, I, I don't know if that's true. It's just, It was just something I was told. Um, a legend. Yeah, a local legend. So that is Sylvester Stallone. That would have been pretty cool having him local. I, I quite like the fella. I quite, I, I, Rocky's a... The Rocky films are some of my favourite films. Yeah, yeah. So, dirtykimbassa at gmail.com if you've got any amusing stories for us. For example, like Jeff's with his mother getting sexual gratification from a washing from a machine. stolen for, washing machine. For ten years. <laughs> now, I've got a story. It wasn't emailed in. This is a workmate, a railwayman, 30 years. And uh, he told me a few stories the other day, so I'm going to tell a couple of them because they were they were tickling. Because railway stories, I've said before, not of them, a lot of them are relatable, you know. They, yeah, I get that. So there's no point telling them. Not, you know, one percent of people will get it. But this uh, this one's pretty good. He started as a chef, did Tony, shit name. Um, it's a na- <laughs> name of champions. <laughs> it's the name of your king. <laughs> <laughs> he says this this fella called Dave used to work on. Um, Buffet thing. All right, yeah. This is, and uh, Dave was one of these, uh, you know, like when the, the customer service is so bad that it's just poetry in motion, you know? Yeah. He was one of them. And there's nothing pissed Dave off more than people coming for a 95 pence coffee with a 10 or 20 pound note so that when they got down to London, they had change for a taxi. So... Yeah, well, in fairness, I, I understand him perfectly. I think he's being a twat because you don't want to go to London, right, and hand over a 10 or £20 note and for that taxi driver to give the old, oh, I'm not sure I've got change for that. Bollocks, you southern softy. Give me my bloody yeah, change. You're not having me 10 you're not having, yeah. you know, I'll give you a small tip, but you're so, not keeping a fiver. After 14th customer that day doing this to him, he was fast running out of change every time, you know. So this day for got to be, be in his bonnet. So he went off to the bank and changed a couple of hundred quid for five peas. <laughs> <laughs> and then little plastic cups. Yeah. He counted out a quid into each one and got them ready. <laughs> I, li- I like this fella. <laughs> so somebody come and ordered a, a cup of tea. Dave makes his cup of tea. At 95 pence, please. Fella pulls out a £20 note. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave puts five pence down and he goes, £95? <laughs> and then tips these cups on tip counter. He goes, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> so there's, there's like a, a mound of coin on a rocking yeah. train. <laughs> there's about 12 kilos worth of five peas <laughs> sat on counter. And he can see second man in queue putting this tenner back in his pocket, reaching into his pockets looking for some change. And this guy's going, I can't take that. And Dave went, next. <laughs> <laughs> British Rail Customer beautiful, Service. Beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So, Dave the coffee seller. Uh, fantastic. Got his sweet revenge on these businessmen. Because it worked London trip as well, yeah. Yeah. Because they used to do, in the morning, it worked Leeds, Wakefield, London. No there's, only, there's only one redeeming thing about that, though. Like, I mean, it's a bit of a twattish thing to do, but... On that London commute, there's not going to be a single person on that train that I like anyway. <laughs> true, true, yeah. And after a few weeks, there'll not be a single person on there that don't have change. Yeah, ah, oh, yeah. You know? You'd soon learn, won't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So another one that happened on uh, on this one, there was a guy that went down every morning without fail, and he sat in the same seat. Creature of habit. Very much creature of habit. There's no wrong with that. So this this day, this guy gets on and he goes to throw his bag in over a shelf thing and looks down. There's a guy in his seat. It could happen. Yeah. Anyway, that's my seat. And guy sat there with his uh, muesli on his on his little fold down shelf and his coffee in his hand. And he's like, oh, just put the other seats. So I just pick another one. He says, no, I go down here every morning and I sit in that seat. The guy says, well, today you're not. <laughs> I've got to say it wouldn't upset me. This would not upset me. You know, you know that someone would. If I even if I was a creature of habit, you no, know, it doesn't um, bother me. At all, but, but yeah, um, so this guy flips the guy's coffee on him out of his hand. 
all over him, spilled really? all over him, scalding coffee. So the guy's an asshole, yeah, basically, yeah. isn't he? Then that's... Spins on his heel and starts marching off down carriage to find another seat. A coffee spilt man goes, no, 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 no. We're not having that. We're not having that. Picks up his ball of muesli, <laughs> chases him down carriage, and dunks straight on his head. <laughs> so... <laughs> Food fight on a train. Love it. Grown, grown ass men, you know. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. To be, to be fair, if you'd have flipped my coffee, I'd have knocked him the fuck out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so there is that. They'd have been calling transport police. Well, this is what happened then. Because it, they'd just left Wakefield, next stop's London, they had to get a special stop order at Doncaster. Yeah. Police took them both big away. Fi- you can get big fines. Was there CT- Would there have been CCTV then? Because no, I've got to say, I've got, to, I've got to have sympathy with coffee spilled guy. Yes. Rather than coffee spiller. And I would call that dealt with. Yeah. You know? I'd call that dealt with. Yeah. Well, I, to right. be honest, had I been a copper, I would have been inclined to not not follow it up. There's better things to do, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You I'd know. call that dealt with, but there you go. Mm. Um, not that I'd ever be a copper. No. <laughs> you know. The third and final story Tony told me, his dad were a driver, so he's second generation, really. Is it, right? And back then, nobody worked at Leeds. You worked at Holbeck or you worked at Neville Depots. And you picked a train from a depot and then went into service. So his dad had run pieces of shit cars for years and years and years. And eventually he went, I'm going to buy a new car. Wow. So, you know. Nice but, treat. We've, we've said this before. New yeah, cars are a nice yeah. treat for a man. Even if it's not new. If it's new to you. Yes. So he bought a brand new Maestro. Oh, I remember right. Austin, Austin Maestro. Yeah, yeah. So they, they used to rot for fun, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So Tony's dad wasn't too chuffed with this Maestro because it leaked around windscreen. Luckily, only around edges, like, but you know, a lot. So he took it back a couple of times, and he was getting a bit pissed off with this Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> and they sorted it eventually. And he went to work in it. He's like, yeah, I got bloody car fix. I told him, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So while he's off driving his train for a day, his mates decide to pour half a gallon of uh, old train oil under his car. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes back from his trip like, come back here. Here, John, that, that, that's your new maestro there, isn't it? What the fuck is all that oil doing underneath it? Oh, fucking Back to garage with it. <laughs> they let him go, full full rage, down to garage with it, give him all the right fucking. Mm. And not only did they pour it underneath, they smeared it all over the bottom of the engine as well, you know. So it, so it was smoking a bit and uh, so twats. Poor bastards at Austin Garage are trying to find this oil leak. <laughs> Serves a driver making a shit car, though. Well, to, to be honest, um, a buddy of mine, um, he had a, a bike and he's, he's showing it off in this car park and his mates, his mates are there and revving it. And one of his mates says, "What's what's that noise? It's getting louder." And another mate has got two spanners behind his back, knocking them together. <laughs> and he's like, "I've only just bought it. Do you think I bought a dog?" You know? Beautiful. Yeah, that's what mates are for. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. And we better wrap up then, because we sat here and I've been watching you for the last ten minutes and we're shivering. I am actually it's bloody shaking, freezing yeah. in here. Isn't so it? I'll just do this little last one because. While Tony's telling me these stories, a passenger gets on and tells me a story randomly. <sighs> oh, beautiful. He says, uh, yes, where train we're going, that's all it was. And then he started telling us, randomly. He said he lived in Sheffield and he was doing his degree in Doncaster. So he, did, he didn't <coughs> go stay at student digs, he, uh, he commuted. Commuted, okay. Yeah. So he doing his dissertation and he basically left it last minute. He's spending all night. And he said it, it, he was starting to print the beginning of it whilst he was still writing the conclusion. It was that last minute, you know. Right. So he's off down for the first train. It, well, it won't be first train, would it? First train to get him to uni for nine o'clock. Students do the morning, do they? I don't know. So down to Sheffield Station, with his headphones on, jumps on train. Then there's an announcement that he doesn't hear. Because he's got his headphones in. he's got his headphones on. Front portion is going to Doncaster, <laughs> and back portion's going to Stockport. Oh. <laughs> so... Unbeknown to him, he sat on Stockport half. Right. And his dissertation has to be handed in that morning, like 10 o'clock deadline, you know. Train sets off, sits there, headphones. I mean, didn't notice it set off backwards, I don't know. So he rung his tutor <laughs> from Stockport. 
<laughs> they got all the way there. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> you know. His, his tutor says, get station manager to sign it and date it and time it, saying that you were there, and we'll accept it and get back on train and come back and hand it in. And Yeah, he said, they're legit with it. He said, but from now on, he says, you make sure he's on the right train before he puts his bloody headphones in. And quite a common thing to happen, actually. I've regular had this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't actually... Travel by peasant carriage, being a king. <laughs> don't you have your own train? I have my own carriage. Train Force One. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't actually. I, I, actually, I, the reason I don't use the um, train that much is because, to be honest, I quite like trains, but I just don't really ever have the opportunity or the or the reason to get on one. If you're with me, but I, I ought to travel by train more. I might, I might take the kids on a train when. When, when we can, you know, when just can, have a yeah. see, just have a... Going out of the house, remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Let's wind let's up, because it's minus four. Dirtykinbasser at gmail.com. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. I think I've lost a couple of toes today. <laughs> Forward slash Dirtykinbasser, any of them. Anchor.fm forward slash Dirtykinbasser. Or just search for us on Spotify. Yeah, you could leave us a voice recording on anchor can you yeah that's yeah, that's, yeah that's clever that's posh is that oh, it's high so if you tell a good tale and uh, you want to record it on anchor and send it as we could we could have you read it out on podcast instead of us reading your email out so uh, did you like me dad joke i think dad joke friday might be coming a thing oh, the one dear. the one where i said that i've developed a, a new medical condition where I um, I can't help but deny that popular bands from the 70s, 80s and 90s exist. There is no cure. Do you remember I said you bring nothing to this podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think da- Dad Joke Friday's got to be a thing now. My kids hate me. <laughs> they want to move out. <laughs> so thanks for listening. End of episode six. Yeah, we'll Let's see you next time. Just draw a line oh, under that before we start losing pieces because it is so cold. Yeah. Bye bye. 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 bye.